Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gore Coleman, which we take the time to speak with small cap executives after they put on important news. With us today, this is going to be a great one. Cam Shell, chairman, founder of Currency Works, trades in both Canada and the U.S. under the SOC symbol CWRK. This is going to be a historic Beyond the Press Release because it might actually turn into an NFT one day. Why? Because the company has made history uh, with the press release today that we're going to talk about. But for those new to the story, because you saw the headline and you can't, you, you just can't escape that headline. The basic description about the company is currency work is a fintech company building products across the blockchain ecosystem. But we know that means a lot there. There's NFTs, digital currencies, blockchain itself. So more than just lip service, because a lot of people are trying to jump on the bandwagon, the company's clients already include Baird Jackson uh, Auto Auction, the CSE and Odyssey Trust, Kodak One, the Kodak, Wax and Tops. You probably heard about them. That's for some N NFT collectibles. And today's big press release, I'm going to read the headline, Currency Works feature film NFTs for Zero Contact, starring Anthony Hopkins, sell for over $90,000, creating a brand new revenue stream for the film industry. Cam, welcome back. Congratulations, man. Uh, George, you know, it's just so great to be with you all the time. I just, uh, I love it. So thanks for having me on. I, I appreciate it. And um, yeah, we're pretty excited about, uh, about what the team's been able to put together. Well, this is an industry first, but before we get to the press release, I think we now have to talk to people just a little bit. It's not going to be an NFT tutorial about what NFTs are, because up until now, Cam, I think a lot of people treated them as, ah, this quirky thing online where people sold uh, art collection for $69 million. It's just a bunch of digital art collectibles. Uh, and it's almost like a quirky, its own world. But now it's gone into the mainstream. You guys have brought it. So help people understand what are NFTs? Give people just a, how do you explain it to people? Well, non NFTs stands for non-fungible token, which from a technical standpoint uh, means that you, you can't copy it, you can't uh, transfer it, you can't uh, you know exchange it for uh, um, on a technical uh, basis. But on a monetary basis, it really should be a fungible token because actually it, it's uh, it's now something that becomes tradable, it has value. And the reason is, is because it's on the blockchain and you can create scarcity. So imagine if you will, a piece of digital content in the past. The second you put it up on the internet, it's immediately copyable. And in many respects, other than its, its marketing value, it has no value because there's no scarcity to it, right? So this is what we saw happen with Napster and, and you, you know, the kind of the, the, uh, uh, the, the implosion of the music industry and a bunch of different things around it. So, but what happens now is that you can take that digital content, whether it's a piece of music or a piece of art or now a film, and you can actually put it on the blockchain such that it can't be copied and that it can't, but that you can transfer it for value. You can create scarcity. And so the implications of NFTs are far beyond what we're seeing now in digital collectibles, but this is the first iteration uh, that's really practical and gaining momentum. And by the way, for people at home might be thinking, because I've heard this criticism, well, who cares if I buy a, a clip of this interview as NFT, I can play it on YouTube all I want and I can copy and paste all I want. Yeah. But remember, one person owns the Mona Lisa. You can take a picture of it. You can own prints, but only one person owns the Mona Lisa. And I think that's what, what people need to understand behind NFTs that, you know, right, Cam, we heard a lot of people say that, well, Michael Jordan's, you know, uh, LeBron James slam dunk, I can just watch that on YouTube. So I think that's important for people to know. How big important. of a, go ahead. 
Yeah, it is important to note that. It's also important to note that you know the 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 Michael Jordan or LeBron James slam dunk that you see on a highlight reel is different than the NFT. It might be at a different angle. It might come with additional content. It might right. it comes with different rights around it. And so uh, you know it's the same. It, it, you know, very good point to what you have now. Now the, the the difference again though is it's digital. So there's all kinds of additional applications and uses you can put around this. Different experiences that you can have with this NFT uh, that that give it that value. All right. So let's talk about how you applied that to zero contact. And congratulations on making history. Uh, you made Hollywood film history with this. How did you apply NFT technology economics to zero contact? And then let's talk about, you know, what did you sell? But how did you guys apply it to zero contact, the film? Yeah, so, um, you know, from a technical standpoint, you know, what we were able to accomplish is being able to take something the size of a full feature film and uh, put it in a format where, where it's available as an NFT. And so that's something that, uh, at least currently, and probably for quite some time, will be unique to the CurrencyWorks blockchain. And, and, it's, and it's why we have a bit of a protected mode around this industry. Um, so, you know, what we really like in the NFT industry or the space of digital collectible space is an example what Dapper is doing with the NBA Top Shots or now, and what they've announced with the UFC and what they've announced with NFL. They're actually creating a marketplace. They're taking this, you know, incredible technology and they're bringing it out to the masses. And, and that means you can buy it with a credit card. You don't have to be a genius to figure out how to have a crypto wallet. It's like easy as signing up for Netflix, those types of things. And so, you know, we took a look at where, where are digital collectibles and that type of content really, really relevant. And so certainly in sports, it is, but also in movies. If we think about the DVDs we used to collect or the Blu-rays or, or, or the fan memorabilia around particular actors and such. And there were so, some special box set editions and things like that, absolutely. right? They, they, it's been around. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we're, we're not doing anything new in terms of uh, human psyche or, or human purchasing patterns. All we're doing it is putting it in a digital format that people can digest easily and consume. So what did you sell? Because you sold the platinum edition of something, I want you to explain it, for about $57,000 US, and you sold an elite edition NFT for about $37,000. So what did the buyer get there specifically with you guys, Cam? Yeah, so so the 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 what we call the one of one, the the more expensive one, uh, what the buyer actually got, and it was a very, very well-known crypto buyer uh, who uh, who made this purchase. Um, what they got was uh, an original uh, uh, version of the movie. Uh, they also got a version of the movie that was with an actor that was who the whole movie was shot with before Anthony Hopkins even did it. So, and that will never be seen on streaming. That will never be seen. Oh, wow. They also got uh, digital outtakes. They got um, <clears throat> uh, crypto art that was related to the movie. Uh, there's some interviews that are involved with it. And so all of these things as a bundle make this extremely unique. Now, the really cool thing in this particular case that the buyer got is they actually got a part in the movie. So they are able to actually cut themselves into the movie uh, and, and have a part in it. And so this NFT will have that particular uh, owner uh, in the movie, a speaking part you know, across from Anthony Hopkins. And this, this particular person is an Anthony Hopkins fan as, as well. Oh, that's okay. If I'd known, I would have been bidding then. Because you know, if people yeah. see me in a movie, I'm going Hollywood all the way. The great thing about what you guys sold is you also get a royalty with it, right? So... So I'm, let's say I was the buyer and I bought this for $57,000. If I sell it next year for $157,000, just like all collectibles, right? We see people who bought 
sports cars back in the 70s for a couple hundred thousand. Now that we're 20. So eventually this is going to go on and on and gain value. You're always going to get a royalty. I've never seen that before. Usually in the collectible world, once you sell something, you've sold it, you're done. You get your cash and you don't have anything to do with it again. That's a great business model. It is a great business model. And it does, it does two things. First of all, it builds a reoccurring revenue model for the platform, which is us. And what we've seen already is that um, the, not the highest level NFT, but one of the lower level NFTs that, uh, that sold um, yesterday has already gone up for sale at about three times the price. Um, and, and, and there's offers and stuff happening with it. So, so we earn, so there's a 10% trader that we get on all the trading. Uh, the net revenue out to that after everybody else is uh, paid out and looked after is about 5% to us. So, I mean, that's meaningful revenue. And these things will, will, will turn and will continue to work and build an active marketplace for all of the movies uh, ongoing. And, and, you know, the studios and the actors now have a reason to help keep that movie alive and, and, and the, yeah. um, the following of it happening and such. So it fantastic revenue model in that regard. And we'll, and we'll add other things. Now, this movie, there's already been announcements of a sequel. Uh, there's some amazing actors that are joining on along with Anthony Hopkins on that and, and there may even be more so you know so we now have a built-in uh, revenue stream and franchise as it relates to, to this. Now, the other great thing about uh, the, you know, having a trailer on it, if you will, uh, uh, is the fact that it really incents content providers to put up great content and bring it to the table. So, you know, if, if you're Major League Baseball or if you're NHL or somebody like that, you know, do you want your trading cards in physical form where you can you know, you get a license and you sell it once and, you, you know, you maybe get some licensing fee each year, or do you want a piece of all that action for that card forever, forever. and ever and ever? And, and, and listen, like if you're, you know, 20 or less, would you rather have a baseball card or would you rather have it in the universe? This is my phone here. You can't see because of the, the green screen, but, but, or would you rather have it on your phone? Like people today, youth today, and I'm going to call that 20 and under for sure, if not older, they live on their phone a hundred percent. But I, and, I live on my phone. And, and you're right. And you know what? You, you can laugh at it. People can laugh at it and say, oh, that sounds ridiculous. But, you know, I bet you there were people 50 years ago saying, you're collecting a baseball card? How 100%. stupid is that? Yeah. Why, are you, you know, why are you holding on to a rare baseball card? And look what's happened to it, right? 100%. It, 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 it is coming very quickly. You know, I have a, I have a, a number of sons, but but one of the younger ones is, you know, into Pokemon. And and he and he's like, I don't know, like these cards, like the physical cards, he said to me a number of times, is, ah. You know, he does everything on his phone. He has yeah, his, I got to carry this on his phone. He has yeah, game on his phone. He has like, why would I want, why do I, you know, and he's asked me, like people used to collect baseball. Like, why do you collect baseball? It's crazy. How do is this revolutionary? Like how, all kidding aside, have, is, is this a revolutionary event for Hollywood and the global film industry? Well, I think blockchain is a revolutionary event for, for Hollywood and, and many other industries. And I think what we're seeing here is just one of the first killer apps, you know, the email of Hollywood, if you will, in blockchain. That's what that's what digital collectibles are and, and a new distribution method. So we don't see it as being disruptive. We see it as being very incremental. And um, what you know, what we'll see with zero contact is that it it's premiered, right, to a very select community, but it's premiered to uh, as an NFT. All this has done is add value to the movie. The, the distribution rights for this to sell it out to traditional distributors, both uh, domestically and internationally and home entertainment and everything else, the price has gone up because of the exposure that's happened, right? So, so the, the, the producers and the filmmakers are going, wait a minute, 
this is found money. This actually helps our traditional and, and the streamers are going, wait a minute, this is additional exposure. And, and the theaters are going, yeah. wait, this is additional exposure. So this is a, this is a win, win, win. There's no disruption here that's taking money out of anybody's pocket. No, no, it's, no, no, it's no doubt. It's only about creating a bigger piece of the pie. Yeah, and usually, usually a film comes out, Star Wars, uh, you see all these collectibles at McDonald's, all these places. It's there for a couple months or so, and then it's over, right? You get as many little dolls sold as you can for a couple months while the movie's hot, and then it's done. But this just has a trailing perpetuity to it that keeps going and going. And on that note, this isn't a one-off. I want to make sure people know that, and you explain it. Viewly, and I'm, I'm assuming I pronounced it correctly, is your NFT platform for feature films. So where do you think you're going with this going forward, Cam? Yeah, it's a great point, George. I mean, we have another NFT platform called Moto Club, which is in partnership with Barrett Jackson Auto Auction, and that's yeah. everything car enthusiasts. And so we're building a community around car enthusiasts, and we've seen great sales and uptake and all of the types of things around creating special moments at auctions and special moments at car reveals. And, and so people can track at these cars and these collectible cars, but they do it in a digital format and they have a community to do it in. And so Viewly is the same thing, except it's for the film uh, industry. And it's really for fans uh, who, you know, want to get, you know, see that film before anybody else or have a special edition of it or have the outtakes of it or have the, the interviews with it and be able to buy and sell and trade and share and, and experience their stories around it. So, you know, imagine if you will, you had one of the original copies of Saturday Night Live or Pulp Fiction or, yeah. you know, Gone with the Wind or whatever. I mean, that's the, the value on those things today would be millions of dollars. And that's what is exactly going to happen in this in this market, certainly in my opinion. Yeah, the possibilities are endless. Like as you make your next film or the sequel that you're saying, because you know you might have behind the scenes stuff, uh, and I'm not talking about film behind the scenes, but there's George Anthony Hopkins having a laugh about something, and that's a unique, you know, that's a that's a unique digital collectible that only one person can buy or something like that. The right. possibilities are endless, and people want these things. Uh, last question, because I know you got to run. You brought up Barrett Jackson, so you you this is your second vertical that you're successful in. That we there's the automotive. And now there's Hollywood. What do you want to tell your shareholders? What does it say that the likes of Barrett? Because look, these are this would be a good idea. I could maybe come up with a general idea, but Barrett Jackson is saying we want to partner with Currency Works. You know, we want to, and Moto Club. We want to partner. With, what does it say to your shareholders about you guys that the biggest names want to do this with you because they trust you and they have confidence in you? Well, there's three key aspects that they're looking for. One, you know, do we have a grasp on the market and know what we're doing? Can we create a marketplace? The second is, do we have the technical underpinnings to actually, you know, pull this off? This is this is complex, right? And the third is, you know, are you compliant, right? Are you credible? So, you know, there are, you know, uh, marketplaces potentially out there that are coming up and coming to market where, you know, anybody anywhere can just come in and bid and they can, they can bid with crypto and there's no know your client, there's no uh, anti-money laundering laws, there's no any of those types of things. And so when you look at why the NBA is working with a company like Dapper and creating a, a, a curated marketplace, it's because they have compliance that they need to deal with. They have, you know, everything from their regulatory bodies to the SEC to, you know, the, the U.S. government and taxes and, anti, you know, antitrust, all of it. So they, they have to be in this, this very, very uh, compliant market in order to service their customers and create this. And that's why these customers are coming to us. So they're coming to us because they know that we've got those things in place and that we're a public company and that, you know, this is just basically how we operate. 
um, uh, as a company and, and, how, and the types of things that we've, uh, we've built before. And so that's a very big difference between, you know, what we do and maybe what some other just kind of freewheeling marketplaces do that, that accept crypto on, on any terms. Now, listen, we take crypto, we take credit card, we do all of that type of stuff, but it's, it's done within the existing, you know, banking system. And those are things that attract clients to us and why we're going to continue to build out uh, these marketplaces. I, I just want to end with this, and I really appreciate your time uh, today, is that, sure. you know, if you look at Dapper Labs, private company, $7.6 billion valuation, three wow. customers. They just took in another $250 million. They just announced the NFL. And, uh, you know, as a public company comp, we feel that we're probably the best comp out there to start to get involved with this market. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and even leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel and never missing another great Agoracom small cap video.